Let us pray. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand is on the seashore. 1 Kings 4.29 Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are constantly available for me to draw from the well of your wisdom. Like Solomon in today's reading of 1 Kings, I ask that you give me divine understanding in all matters that pertain to life, business, and relationships. Because your understanding is greater than mine, as I tap into this new power source, I'm excited because I will understand situations like you do. I can now have access to divine understanding in the matters of business, even if I'm new to the industry. Increase the understanding in my life when it comes to leading others and in the matters of giving advice. May my speech be seasoned and well-placed. May my actions be calculative and precise. Thank you, Lord, that because I've opened my heart to you and your ways, I will never be without understanding as long as I rest and rely on you. I declare that I'm stepping into the greatest season of understanding and wisdom in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Solomon's God-Given Wisdom In our last story, the great reign of David came to a close. David ruled over Israel for 40 years and blessed the entire nation with his bravery, leadership, and love for God. Now it was Solomon's duty to rule over Israel with wisdom, mercy, and justice. As his first act as king, Solomon took care of those who were loyal to his father and dealt justly with those who betrayed him. Now we watch the heart of Solomon connected to the heart of God in a unique way. His desire for wisdom over riches and influence sparks God's loyalty and blessing. Inspired by the book of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last time together, we heard how David left final words of encouragement and instruction for Solomon before he died. After David's death, Solomon set about dealing with those who had betrayed his father and him and blessing those who proved loyal to Israel and to its leader. Already, we caught glimpses of a man wise beyond his years, but that was just the beginning. Today, We'll learn how Solomon pursued godly wisdom, choosing it over wealth and status. God is pleased by the heart of the young king and blesses him in a very special way. Solomon's wisdom will become something of renown throughout his kingdom as he listens to his people and discerns right from wrong and good from evil. So, let's listen now to today's scripture. Solomon sat in the palace courtyard of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The hot Egyptian sun beat down on his back, causing a slight drip of sweat to fall down his neck. Solomon was there for a very specific purpose. He knew that in order for Israel to thrive, it could not just battle other countries. Some alliances had to be made for the preservation of their culture, 
So in the heat of day in the palace of Pharaoh, Solomon married one of Pharaoh's daughters as a symbol of political union. Trade with Egypt would prove useful, since Solomon had big plans to build a great temple for the Lord, just as his father David dreamed of. Solomon returned from Egypt, ecstatic at his new union with Egypt. There was something redemptive about an alliance with past enemies. Solomon felt a sense of purpose in creating allies instead of enemies. He made his way to Gibeon to worship God and get guidance and direction for next steps. He was still a young man and incredibly inexperienced. He knew that answers were found at the altar of God. The sun was beginning to set, and Solomon sacrificed one thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. Music and incense filled the room as Solomon breathed out sweet praises to God. A smile fell upon his face, and he returned home. The night was calm, and there was no breeze or sound in all of Israel. The stars shone brightly, and Solomon was deep asleep in his bed. He shifted slightly in his bed, experiencing a dream more vivid and real than any other. Solomon stood before the Lord. He could not see him, but knew he was there. What do you want most? Solomon heard the Lord ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Solomon paused for a moment. He looked up and said, You showed my father faithful love since the beginning. He was honest and truly faithful to you, and you have continued your love for him by allowing me to sit on this throne. Solomon began to choke up, trying to capture the right words. Now, my God, you have made me king, and I am like a little child stumbling about. But you have placed me in the midst of your chosen people. They are a nation so great and so vast that they cannot be fully counted. Solomon paused again, this time kneeling before God with his hands spread open wide. Please give me an understanding heart and wisdom to govern your people well. Allow me to know the true difference between right and wrong, good and evil, curses and blessings. There is no man that can govern these people without you by their side. Solomon finished his request and sat at the feet of God for a long time. The Lord was very pleased with Solomon's request. He could have asked for riches, success, power, or victory over enemies. However, Solomon simply asked for a discerning and loving heart. God replied to Solomon, saying, Because you have asked for wisdom, instead of a long life or wealth, I will give you all you have asked for and more. The joy of God was palpable, and Solomon could feel it welling up in his chest. I will give you a wise heart, and no other ruler in history will match your mind. I will also give you more than you have asked for with riches, fame, and prosperity. All that I ask is that you follow me with your whole heart as your father did. And before Solomon could look up at the Lord, he awoke from his dream. He rose out of his bed and worshipped God alongside the governors of Israel. Soon after, Solomon was sitting in his court listening to the needs of the people. Solomon could feel God already filling his heart with wisdom and compassion. That day, two prostitutes came to the king to have their arguments settled. One of the women was holding a newborn child, while the other scowled at her. Solomon could already sense the situation before it unfolded. The woman not holding the child spoke, saying, Please, my lord, this woman I live with gave birth to a child the same week. However, her baby died in the middle of the night when she rolled over it. 
She got up in the middle of the night while I was asleep and took my child and left the dead child lying in my arms. Tears began to stream down the woman's face. When I tried to nurse the child, he was dead. When I looked closely, I found that it was not my child, but hers. She stole my baby. The other woman snapped instantly and said, Of course it was your son. The living child is mine. No, the other woman yelled. The two of them argued back and forth before Solomon. He stood there quietly, wondering how he could truly know who the child belonged to. Solomon had an idea to discern the hearts of the mothers, but it would risk him looking like a heartless animal. Nevertheless, it was the only way to judge the hearts of these two women. Bring me a sword, Solomon gestured to his servant. The servant brought him a long sword, and Solomon stepped closer to the two women and the child. Since neither of you can agree, I will cut this living child into two pieces. As Solomon spoke these words, he looked closely into the eyes of each woman. Of course he would not harm the child, but he desired to see the immediate reactions of both women. He only had a moment to read them both. As the words were leaving Solomon's lips, one of the women shouted, No, 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 my lord, give her the child if it means it gets to live. Please do not kill him. That sentence was all Solomon needed to discern who the real mother was, for the other woman seemed to be more okay with the idea of killing the child. Of course I will not kill the child, Solomon said. Give the baby to this woman who wants him to live. She is clearly the real mother. The women left, and their story reached the ears of every Israelite. They knew that Solomon was a king able to discern truth and justice. Slowly, under Solomon's rule, a great deal of peace and wealth spread across the land. Today's passage begins in the distant but familiar land of Egypt. Solomon had traveled to the neighboring country with an important mission. He knew that Israel was not meant to be isolated and constantly at war with the rest of the world. God's plan for Israel was for them to bless other nations also. And what better way to bless another nation and build peace than with an alliance with a former enemy? When he returned home, Solomon went to the altar of God to offer sacrifices. David had taught him in word and deed that he should honor God above all and walk with him. And so Solomon went often to God's altar. One night, God appeared to Solomon in a dream and asked Solomon what he should give him. There were no conditions, stipulations, or boundaries to the request. God wanted to know what Solomon desired most. Solomon's response is remarkable. He first acknowledged God's greatness, his love, and his steadfastness to David and to himself. Then he acknowledged his own shortcomings, his youth and inexperience, and the monumental task before him. Only then did Solomon make his request. Listen to what he said in 1 Kings 3, verse 9. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? Solomon did not ask to be strong and mighty like his father or rich and famous as many kings sought to become. He did not ask for a long life or great influence and power. Solomon asked for a discerning mind and a heart sensitive to God's guidance. It's no wonder that later in his life, this man would pin words of advice for his young men to seek after wisdom like silver and hidden treasure. 
He understood that all the wealth, power, and health and fame in the world would be worthless without the wisdom to use it properly for God's purposes. Because he asked for wisdom rather than the other things one might have expected, God promised to grant him wisdom unsurpassed in history by any other. But he would also bless him with wealth and influence and so much more. And if Solomon would walk in God's ways as his father David had, God would give him a long and prosperous life. When Solomon awoke from his dream, he went to Jerusalem immediately to the Ark of the Covenant, where he worshiped God with offerings and then prepared a feast for his servants. It didn't take long for Solomon's wisdom to be put to the test. One day, two women appeared before him with an argument. One woman claimed the other had swapped the dead child for her own living son and was trying to steal the baby. The other woman called her a liar. Solomon pondered a solution, and what he came up with was as shocking as it was brilliant. He told them that since they could not agree, he would simply cut the child in half and each could have one piece. One mother quickly begged him to spare the baby, to simply give it to the other woman lest he kill a child. The other woman, however, insisted that they follow Solomon's proposal and split the child in two. At that moment, Solomon knew the heart of a mother would rather lose her child to another than see him killed. So he ruled in favor of the first mother. Word of this ruling spread throughout Israel, and the people knew they had a king who could discern right from wrong and good from evil. This was the man God chose to rule his people and, as we'll soon find out, to build his temple also. So let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for today's scripture, as always, for your word, which is light and life to our lives. We pray, O oh God, that we would always seek your wisdom. Beyond earthly things, may we ask for eternal things, that we would know your heart, your will, and discern your ways for our lives. Thank you for your wisdom, God, in all that we do. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make sure that prayer and Bible reading is a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, let someone else know. Share it with someone you love, and let's get the Word of God out to many, many people. And if you want more resources as to how you can learn and live the Christian life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.